Hi everyone. It's me. It's your boy Jason. Welcome back to First to the Red Light. It's been a while. Uh, at least for me it has. Um, I think I recorded the last episode maybe two weeks ago. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Not mean to make that noise. <laughs> try and gotta gotta try and get back into the normal swing of things and just gotta be careful not to make too, <laughs> too much unnecessary noise. But yeah, let's get back into today's topic. As you can see from today's title and the title of this episode, DML. What the frick is DML, you may ask? Well, they're initials of my high school girlfriend. Yep. And this is what we're going to be talking about. I'm 23 years old, sitting in my room at midnight, talking about a girl I've been hung up on for the past five years. So let's get down to it. I think this eps this topic might be a two-parter, so we'll see on how I feel at the end of this <laughs> slash what how long this episode goes. Still probably going to be 45 minutes, but uh, yeah, yeah, let's get right into it. Uh, I guess some background. I'll, I, I guess I'll just start this story at the beginning. Um, yeah, I met D. I'm not going to say all her initials. I'm just, let's just call her D. Um, in middle school, we were in jazz band together. Uh, she played trumpet and I played bass. Uh, yeah, she was super shy and whatever. I didn't really notice her or think too much of her other than she was really shy and she sucked at playing solos. I mean, it makes sense. Like, you gotta really step out of your shell in order to have the confidence to play a solo. But yeah, I didn't really think any of, like, she was cute or whatever. I was interested in this other girl at the time. <laughs> yeah, you know, middle school, hormones, all these things. But yeah, I didn't really interact with her except one day uh, I noticed that she stopped coming to jazz class or jazz practice in the morning and I saw her in the music room one day and I was like hey you know you're D right and she's like yeah you know really shy and I was like oh well you know how come oh I don't see you at jazz anymore and she's like oh yeah you quit and I was like oh why do you quit you know I thought you were so good you know I th you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Just trying to, like, tell her, like, you should come back and, like, play or whatever. I'm just trying to be nice, friendly. But, uh, yeah, and then she didn't really respond. I was like, oh, okay, well, see you around. And then that was that. I didn't even think about that interaction until years later uh, in high school. <laughs> when uh, her mutual, her friend was dating my, one of my best friends at the time. And then through my best friend and that her friend, like, I got introduced to D again. Maybe like in the summer in between sophomore and junior year. And, you know, we we're going to Elite at this at the time together. Like, it's like this SAT boot camp, like, crap, <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, I think, like, we just, like, met up before. We started hanging out more and then we just started dating. And, yeah, that's kind of, like... The background, I guess. I didn't, you know, high school kid didn't really think about her in that way too much. 
Yeah, until I, I guess I saw her again in high school. But, yeah, I guess that's kind of the background, like, how we started dating. And, yeah, we, you know, dated for a while, two and a half years, from, like, the middle of high school to the beginning of college. And there was just a lot of ups and downs, you know, and which makes sense for people that age. You know, you're still growing emotionally and physically and all these things. And it's difficult. It's, like, really complex and it's a very big learning time in your life. <sighs> yeah, but uh, we started dating. You know, we, we went to different high schools, but we lived super close to each other. So we saw each other, like, multiple times a week. Would hang out a lot um yeah and it was just we just got really close obviously we you know met each other's parents all these things hung out a lot she even went to hawaii with me with my family for vacation one year so yeah you know like we were high school boyfriend and girlfriend but i think i think it was more than that i think we really you know at least I, I really liked her, you know, like maybe not in the beginning, but getting to know her, getting to see all her, all her little quirks and whatever, like they're just, you know, endearing. I think, I think when you're in a relation with someone, like all those little things, like they become endearing, you know, they're not like her little faults or imperfections, but they're just like things that make her unique. And those things are still... Some of the things I still remember to this day, I don't know, I feel like I don't remember a lot of our dates or whatever, but yeah, just like how she would like, like her real laugh would be like this really like guttural, low pitch laugh, which is so funny because she tries to have like a high voice to it. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. It's funny not thinking about it, thinking back on it, but yeah, uh, there's just a lot of problems. I think, um, you know, it was her first relationship. It was my second relationship. So basically also one of my first relationships, but I think we just had trouble communicating with each other, trying to be honest, trying to comfort one another without destroying each other completely. And you know, what I mean by that is like comfort the other person in a way that, you know, also doesn't get the comforter like stressed out or anxious, which I think, you know, at that age is difficult. It's it's really difficult to set boundaries and be like, hey, you know, that's your thing and this is my thing. Like, you know, I'm still going to be your boyfriend or I'm still going to be your girlfriend. Like, will you be okay if I don't, like, ju jump into your burning house and burn with you, you know? But, yeah, as kids, literally, back then, it's like, you can't, you can't, it's hard. It's hard because, like, you're experiencing love for the first time or what you think is love for the first time and you're like wow like i feel crazy for this person you know um so yeah it's easy to jump into their burning house and i think we did that for each other a lot you know i would do that a lot for her when she would get super stressed out with school or work or you know wanting to be successful in the future and going to a good college and whatever and i would try and like soothe her more than i think I, I I could handle at the time. I tried to be someone who, yeah, was just uh, emotionally available when I was emotionally unhealthy. And of course, like, when you keep drawing water from a dry well, it's like, eventually you're just going to 
be drinking sand, you know, and I think that's, it, uh, there came a point in our relationship where I really was so stressed out and super tired and I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to go on dates anymore. I didn't want to, yeah, I didn't want to try anymore because I was just so tired because I was like, I'm drawing from this dry well and I'm, I feel hopeless. And there's a lot of other things going on in my life too, at that point in time, or there are a lot of other things bubbling up at the same time as that relationship, you know, like father abandonment issues, abuse issues growing up, emotionally unavailable issues with, you know, with my mom. And yeah, it was just a lot. I, wow, like talking out loud about it, like it was a lot. It was a lot to take in at the same time, and it was a lot, probably a lot for her too, because it's like, oh, you're my high school boyfriend, but why am I dealing with your childhood trauma? <laughs> and, you know, like, looking back now, it's like, that was not her responsibility at all, like, but me being a, you know, a kid back then, I was like, you know, you're supposed to help me through this, you're supposed to comfort me, it's like, no, she's not, I'm, <laughs> she can, like, be there, but she's not going to be the one to solve it. I don't think you can solve trauma. And, you know, I think I was really looking to her for emotional satisfaction and physical satisfaction and just comfort so I can, you know, feel better about myself. And, oh, no! I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to drop something. Um, but, yeah, I think that's one of the things that... Uh, one of the themes slash things I wanted to talk about today with you guys was you guys, gals, non-binary pals. was like, that, that, this relationship with DML was, uh, uh, it, it affects me to this day. Yeah, like literally, like I had a dream about D like last night and it was like, it, I, it probably, my gosh, I'm having a hard day because of it. Or I had a hard day because of it. But I think the thing that still ties me deeply with that relationship today is like, I was really trying to use D as a, as a way to fill the void of the fa my father when he left my family or the void of my father that has been there for many, many, many years and trying to use D as a way to solve everything and make everything go back to, you know, normal. Like, hey, D, you can be my new dad. You can be my new father. You know, my dad that left me when I was 12, like, you can be my new person that I go to for comfort and satisfaction and whatever. And obviously, when a relationship is built on that foundation, it's going to crumble, it's going to fall, and it's going to cause a lot of pain and hurt and suffering, and that's what happened. When we went to college, like, she went to college out of state, and I stayed in, you know, stayed by home or whatever, but, so we did long distance for, um, like, two months, and I was just like, dude, like, what's going on? Why aren't you texting me all the time? Why aren't you calling me all the time? Are you, you know, so busy, whatever, you know? Feed me, feed me, wah, wah, wah. you know, I'm being a big baby. I'm being like an emotionally unhealthy, significant other. And I think I was, re I realized I was doing that and I just 
broke up with her. I was like, yo, like, I can't do this anymore. Bam. Bro- like, broke up over FaceTime. I know. I. <laughs> if you think that's bad, just, just wait until the end of the story. <laughs> like, I... After that, that was like in October or whatever, maybe, maybe November. Like, I just felt so crappy. And so I was like, you know, did I make a mistake breaking up with her? So I tried messaging her again. And then just to preface this, like before we broke up, like she would like not like she wouldn't be texting me at all, you know, like, or, you know, that's what I thought. That's what I felt, you know, like, yo, you abandoned me. Like, what's going on? Why are you like? so distant and yeah i you know was mad and sad and heartbroken and realizing i'm so needy i need to just cut this off so i did and then but a few months later i started texting her again like hey like how you doing blah blah blah. we started talking more and more and more and then finally when she came back for break i was like hey like i regret breaking up with you you're the love of my life like let's get back together and obviously, I don't mean any of this. I'm just like panicking because I'm. I realized one of the person that was comforting me, <laughs> uh, well, has left me. You know, the person that was comforting me, you know, isn't comforting me anymore. So I was like, dang, like I made a mistake. I want to go back to that person so I can be comforted, so I can be fulfilled, so I can find my satisfaction and but you know she's obviously you know good on her seriously good on her like she's like hey i don't know you know it really hurt when you broke up with me like i I need to think about it and i was like for sure take your time and then we both are volunteering at like our youth group you know like we you know whatever like this church thing together this winter retreat whatever and then she and i start talking again and then but by the end of it i was like i was thinking like dang like i don't want to just go back into this relationship and use her again so i at the end of the retreat like i drive her home we're talking and i'm like hey like she asked me like hey do you still want to get back together and i was like no actually i don't i don't think it's a good idea and then she's like whoa what really and then she's like, because like I was about to say like, I do want to get back together. And then, yeah. And she's like, oh, you played me. It's like, I guess I did. I guess I did. And that just sucks. That's the way I ended it. And yeah. Now you can say, well, this guy's a fucking asshole. Because <laughs> I am. I am. I think I deserve all the bad things that have happened in my life since then. Being super alone, being constantly angry and bitter and sad and depressed and addicted to porn. Can't figure out what to do with my life. Super whiny, super self-centered. I deserve it. I deserve. I deserve it all and more. <sighs> yeah, I'm. I'm really, 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 still hung up on her. 
It sucks because she's dating and she's really happy. And that's what she deserves. Like, I'm happy that she's happy. I'm sad that I'm not in that picture, you know, but if she's really happy, then yeah, it's better that I'm not in it. It's better that I'm not involved in her life anymore because yeah, it sucks, but it's for the best. And yeah, I guess you guys kind of see like why I wanted to talk about this today. It's because it's been on my mind. It's been running in the background of my thoughts for a while, my operating system for a while. I think I'm looking back on what I did in college and how I spent my first half year, I guess nine months of postgrad. Like I'm, I really try a lot of things, try to do a lot of things to suppress how I feel because yeah, because I, you know, didn't grieve after I broke up with her and after I must, you know, really did her dirty. Like, I'm living with consequences now. I'm really, really sad. And I'm very sad because I love her. And not in the way that's like, oh my gosh, like, I made a mistake. Please take me back. Why am I away? Because that's not gonna, that's not gonna happen. It just isn't. That's not how life works. That's not how relationships work. That's not reality. And I gotta, as soon as possible, get that fantasy out of my head. It's not gonna happen. But what I mean by that I love her is that for the first time, or when I first met her and when I was dating her for the first time in my life, I was like, wow, like, I'm glad that I'm living and serving someone else. Not because they love me or whatever, but because, like, it's so nice, I guess, is for lack of a better word. It's so nice to enjoy what someone else enjoys, not because you enjoy that thing that they, they're doing, but because you enjoy them. I think she showed me a lot of things that... I didn't know. She taught me a lot. She taught me so much about life and relationships and people and how people operate and the kindness and gentleness you need every day of your life and in every interaction and every conversation you need to be kind and gentle and open with people, no matter who they are, no matter what they're doing, no matter what they did, they are human. And they need kindness. They need compassion. It's funny because I feel like I, I've said this or, you know, things that are along the lines of these, of, you know, that. But from, I, I, I honestly don't fucking know who listens to this shit. Like, to whoever listens to this, like, you may think, like, you, it must be really funny because it's like, oh... This guy doesn't, he, this guy values compassion and love and gentleness, but he can't show it to himself. And that's true. That is really, really, really true because I hurt someone. I hurt someone that I really care about and I don't think I deserve compassion and love and kindness anymore. 
I think I deserve punishments and pain and loneliness and yeah, dude, I deserve all the bad things that come my way. I do. I really do. And me trying to become a nurse, me trying to do all these creative things to show my good sides, like, I'm, I'm just lying to these people. I'm lying. I'm a, I'm a, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> like, I gotta stop running from it. I gotta stop, like, trying to be a good person. I got, I'm the bad guy. I hurt people. I hurt innocent people. I don't deserve love. I don't. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And that's... Those, I guess, are my honest thoughts. And I'm trying to grieve well. I'm trying to grieve rightly. I'm trying to start the grieving process that I should have started uh, four years ago. But I haven't started it. And I've been delaying and suppressing it because I thought, you know... I eventually we're going to get back together. That's honestly what I thought. Eventually like she's going to forgive me and then I can find you know, I can finally be happy again. But that's also another lie, a fantasy that I need to get rid of my get rid of. Cuz it's not going to happen. I got to I got to I got to really I got to just let it go. And it sucks because For once in my life, I wasn't lonely. The person who was helping me through everything like I hurt. Just fucking sucks. It's literally like March of 22. And like... Broke up with her like four years ago. Or we stopped talking to each other like four, you know. I recently tried and talked to her, but she was like, hey, like, please don't talk to me anymore. And yeah, that's that's for the best. Finally, like, as you can see by me trying to talk to her again, like, I'm, I, I was living in a fantasy for four years. I was living in a fantasy. Like, how could I ever think that she would ever forgive me? And that we could ever get back into another relationship. And yeah, dude, I bet some people are listening to this like, yo, you're a fucking pussy, like, get over her, she's just another bitch, or she's just another woman. It's like, no, not to me, you know? And that's that's the thing that is heartbreaking, because I am, or tragic, I guess, for lack of a better word, or, you know, is it even tragic when the villain loses, when the villain gets what he deserves? It's tragic. No, it's just, yeah, it's just faded. It's meant to be, it was meant to be that I am living this life now, like. I am a piece of shit. No one anywhere should be my friend. No one anywhere should ever be interested in me or like me or whatever, you know? Are you kidding me? Are you actually kidding me? Like. Please, if you're listening to this, just stop. Just don't. Don't listen to this anymore. Okay, like, 
from this episode on, it's just going to be ramblings of just a depressed, like, loser, okay? Like, so don't have self-pity. Don't, don't message me. Don't email this, whatever. Like, just don't, okay? How I honestly feel about DML and about myself and about life and about where I am in it right now. At what point, what stage I'm in it right now. And it sucks because I really, 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 really miss her. And I don't know if I miss her or miss that time in my life. But one part of me, the realistic part that's trying to move on is like, hey, you just missed that time in your life. You just miss that relationship, you don't miss her. You don't. Look how you treated her. You don't miss her. Let it go, dude. Move on. It's been too long. And another side of me is like, hey, like this really small side of me. It's like, hey, it'll happen again. Just trust me. You'll get back together. You do miss her. And I don't know. Hope is a weird thing, you know? Hope, hope in the wrong circumstances can really poison your mind. And I guess the same thing with despair, lack of hope. Despair in the wrong circumstances can really, really mess you up for good. Because, oh my god, I feel crazy. Like, I feel so crazy. <sighs> how, does this tie, how does this tie in? I know every episode I try to tie this into love, life, connection. How this point in my life, you know, I'm 23, like, how's it affecting me right now? And I think with this episode... Doesn't, it doesn't affect me too much. I know, like, me saying that, it's like, yo, like, did you just hear yourself five minutes ago? <laughs> like, you. <laughs> but I think that's when I can let those thoughts get fatalistic. When I can really be self-condemning and have a lot of self-pity. Um, yeah, things are changing, I think. Not that I'm ready to date again or I like a certain someone in my life, but I think I'm ready. I'm... I'm I'm ready to begin the process of forgiving myself and reala realizing like, hey, I tend to over-romanticize the past. She wasn't perfect. She was <laughs> a same, uh, similar, immature kid like me. So, yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah, it's... I, I tend to over-romanticize it because it's like a relationship is two ways. It's a two-way two, two -way street, you know. A relationship is a shared space that both of us contribute to. Both of us create. Both of us, you know, had an equal part in destroying. And, yeah, I don't think I need to beat myself so much anymore. And 
yeah, at the same time that I hope that she's doing well, like, at the same time, like, she's probably dealing with a lot of the same insecurity that she dealt with in high school, and, yeah, looking at how she is now, like, I don't think I could date a person like that. I don't think I could be in a, someone's life. I don't, I don't think I could love the person who she is now. Because it's, I don't, first of all, I don't know her. Second of all, it's so different from the person she was in high school. So different. And I think I am too. I'm different from, from the guy I was, the, the guy I was in high school. I think I'm a bit more emotionally healthy. Yeah, crazy. I know, I know, crazy. <laughs> You're probably thinking like, oh my gosh, what are you like in high school? It's like, pff, bad. Bad is what it was. Um, yeah. A bit. I think I'm a bit shorter, which is funny, but, you know. Skinnier, for sure. A bit healthier. A bit more health conscious. A bit more spiritual, you know. Like I always, like I've shared before, like I'm a, like my spiritual life has grown cra crazy amount. And I just love, Honestly, I really love the place I'm at today. I don't think I would be at this place if I hadn't messed up a lot and I hadn't broken Dee's heart. So if I didn't, I'd, I'd still be dating her. I'd still be dating her and maybe be talking about marriage or whatever, but it's like, oh man, I don't think I'd be ready. I don't think I'd be ready for a serious, really, like, for marriage. Because <laughs> seeing my older brother's marriage and everything, it's like, wow, I don't think I'm ready for that yet. <laughs> and yeah, sure, maybe one part of me is scared too, but I think another part is just genuinely not ready. I'm still figuring myself out. I'm still, I'm still trying to become financially and emotionally independent. And yeah, like, I... <laughs> I'm I'm on this path right now, or on this journey, you know, ever since my back got hurt, like, I'm on this real, real journey to finally, I guess, wake up, <laughs> finally confront the things I've been suppressing, and one of these, one of those things I was suppressing is DML, so I definitely don't think you're listening out there, D, but if you are, like, this is how I've been feeling for the past four years, and yeah, I hope you're doing well. You look great. <sighs> yeah, hope you're doing well. But yeah, I think this time in my life it, that I'm in, like I'm, I'm, I really love it because I'm, I'm really confronting the things I've, I've been suppressing I'm really growing emotionally and trying to become emotionally more emotionally healthy and really love myself and like I said like show myself compassion and forgiveness and realize that I'm always going to be in process I'm always going to be a mess but doesn't mean that I can't try and fix some of the mess doesn't mean I can't try and manage some of the mess doesn't mean I can't and try can't try and apply some salves or bandages or love to some of the mess, you know. I am a mess, but it's my mess. And I'll be darned if, you know, I'm going to let someone 
you know, look for someone that is going to treat my mess better than I treat my mess, my own mess. Because, right, I think, I think that's one of the things, one of the biggest things that I want to avoid in this, in a, a next relationship. Or, you know, I don't know if I'm going to get date in ever again, but like, yeah, if I do, like, that's something I want to avoid. Trying to look for someone to fill my mental, emotional, physical void. Because, yeah, sure, they can satisfy me for a little bit, but at the end of the day, like, when I sleep, I'm, I'm sleeping alone. Sure, she could be in the same bed, but it's it's me in my mind and me alone. And I gotta love myself rightly before I can love someone else rightly. I gotta love myself rightly so that I can love someone else rightly. Because that's, that's the type of person I am. I love people. I do. I may not like them, but I love them, you know. That's, I think that's a big theme, I guess, in my life. I don't, I don't like a lot of people, but I love them, you know. And I want the best for them, and sometimes I, like, overstep my boundaries, and I, like, get angry when they don't love themselves rightly. That they say they they love themselves rightly, and then when in reality they're not. And yeah, I hope that whoever's listening to this out there, guys, gals, non-binary pals, like, just know you're not alone. Just know, like, if you're the heartbreaker in a relationship, or if you're, you know, the one that's messed up, like, even cheated, or well, whatever, you know. You deserve a second chance. You deserve a third chance. You deserve grace and compassion over and over and over until the day you die. Yeah. Maybe deserve is not the right word. Maybe need. You need grace and you need compassion every day. From the moment you wake up to the moment you sleep. You need it. You need it. Because, yeah, golly. This world is rough and it's hard enough trying to fight yourself when there's wars and babies dying and mothers leaving their children and husbands leaving their wives and sons killing other sons. It's hard. This world is difficult. You gotta try. Oh, I guess you gotta start by loving yourself and loving yourself rightly forgiving yourself and knowing that you deserve you need forgiveness and you need kindness and you need compassion because yeah if you don't show yourself those things like ain't ain't nobody gonna help you do you know ain't there's no one there's no one out there that's gonna treat you better than you, you treat you unless it's your parents but you know they can only do that for so long so please learn to treat yourself right rightly and love yourself rightly and work on forgiving yourself and work on forgiving others because life's too short to be so angry all the time life's way too short to be bitter at people or hold grudges or not be forgiving or kind 
Yeah, I think I'm going to record a part two tomorrow, but for right now, like, I just want to end it with a couple things, I guess. A couple things I guess I don't, I don't really think are as important or whatever, but I think they're just kind of like side notes in my mind, sidebars in my mind that I, that I had while talking about this, like, we all deserve love. We all need love. We all need kindness. We all need, you know, affection and roman romantic love in our life. You do. You just need it. Like, we're humans, you know? Even if you're asexual, like... <sighs> I really think if you're asexual, that just means, like, there's, like, a, a, something mentally wrong with you that you need to... that you've been suppressing or avoiding. Yeah. <laughs> so, figure that, figure that out. Um, yeah. But we need romantic relationships. We do. It's just inevitable. But... Romantic relationships are not, do not come from like, oh, wow, this person is so cute and handsome. I love them so much. Like, oh, wow. No, that's like lust and infatuation, okay? Like, that is not the real deal. And if you're stuck on that, like, grow up. Like, please. Like, seriously, grow up. Stop using each other, okay? Because one day you're going to wake up and that person is not going to be as cute. And that person is not going to be as funny. And that person is not going to be as kind and gentle. What are you going to do then? What are you going to do then? Are you just going to be like, okay. That's enough now. Divorce. It's like, great. Okay. Cool. <sighs> what I'm talking about is someone... Like romantic love in the sense of, hey, I'm going to push you and I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to push you and I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to challenge you to step outside of your comfort zones. I'm going to challenge your previously held beliefs and make you question why you hold those beliefs and make you question why you continue to hold these those beliefs in the face of certain discrepancies or contradictions or why you're harsh or why you're mean or why you're self-centered or why you're materialistic or why you're greedy or gluttonous or what you know this person is going to point is going to show you all your faults and and they're going to make you care because or they're going to make you want to fix them and change them because those faults that you have in your in your being in your soul and your personality they are hurting this person they're hurting your spouse your significant other they're hurting them and this person out of love and kindness is not saying hey you're hurting me blah 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 it's like no, they're not only saying that they're saying hey i care about you but you're hurting me i care about you but you're hurting me I love you, but you're hurting me, you know? And what do I mean by walking side by side by them? It means, I mean, this person is going to see you, all of you, for the rest of your life. 
this person is gonna see, you know. This person's gonna see you without makeup, you know, when you've gained a little weight. This person is gonna smell your morning breath. This person is gonna smell your stinky poops after you drop a load in the bathroom. This person is gonna see you, how you treat your parents when you get frustrated or short-tempered with them. This person is gonna see how you, you know, how you mess up every day, every month, week, every month, every year. This person is going to see your mistakes, your mess ups, your joys, your victories, your celebrations, every single aspect of your life. They are going to witness. And they're going to know you. They're really going to know you. And you're going to know them. You're going to see how they scratch their butt and sniff their fingers afterwards. You're gonna see how dirty they can be in the bathroom. You're gonna see how how sloppy and messy they're gonna be after cleaning up or cooking or whatever. They're, you're gonna see that. And yeah, these are just <laughs> these are just very superficial things, but I'm saying like you're gonna see every aspect of that person. You're gonna see how selfish they can be, how rude they can be, how mean and mean-spirited they can be when when they're trying to hurt someone and that someone could be you sometimes and yeah and yet they're gonna stay with you and despite all your crap despite all your poo-poo caca stuff they're gonna love you they're still gonna kiss you they're still gonna have sex with you because they love you and I'm, i'm gonna end it with this like I used to think love was a feeling. Being in love, being in, you know, I guess is. But I think that's closer to infatuation, you know? That's closer to like, oh wow, you know? This person is so new, this person is so exciting. I love how they make me feel. That that type of love is closer to infatuation. What I'm talking about is a love that is an act. A love that is a practice, a love that is an example, a physical example, an action, a love that can serve, a love that when I'm tired in the morning, when I don't feel like getting up, I I wake up and make them breakfast because I know they have a hard day in front of them. I know when they come back, a love that, you know, doesn't bother them with so much when they come back from work because I know they had a hard day at work just by looking at their face just by how they set down their bags before talking to them about bills or taxes or what or what little Sarah or what little you know Jacob did at school today before they talk about that things they they just welcome them home with a hug I want them to rest a love that you know puts puts the towel in the drying machine while they're in the shower so that when they come out they they can dry with a warm towel or a love that holds their hand when they get that heartbreaking diagnosis or a love that constantly feeds and teaches and is patient with them when you know they're starting to lose their memory starting to forget who they are who you are that's the type of love i'm talking about an action, 
a practice, a statement. Yeah. And I think the world needs more of that type of love. The other love's great. Feels great. Feels really good for the for those good years. For those young years. But if marriage is supposed to laugh, last a lifetime, there's no way that love can stay forever. It comes and goes. But I love that acts. I love that it's patient. I love that it's kind. I love that bears all things. That's the type of love I'm talking about. That people need. That's the type of love that is built over decades. And you gotta start doing that with yourself first. Yeah. So, thank you for listening. Hope you guys, gals, non-binary pals have a good week. Bye.